The times like that make me appreciate the value of the physical training that I go through and how important it is for my work. And we are off. Welcome to the Kindness Economy podcast, where we talk about doing business from the heart outward. This you is ready our for this? 25th episode. Are you and ready? I am ready. I am ready. Today we're going to, well, today our discussion is going to be delegation versus exploitation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, this week I will be talking about everything wearing me down and me having to get help. And how now we're talking about delegation because I have I have a problem. Oh, <laughs> so this week I'm going to be talking about self care in the midst of taking care of someone else, getting my nails done, and the value of my workout and how it shows up in my daily life. I'm really glad I said something about your nails earlier because they are so pretty. Yeah, like oh. Yeah. How are you doing otherwise? Otherwise, like, pretty good. Um, working. No, work is, well, me in general. How am I doing? I am doing okay. My physical well-being is all right. I am very happy. I have the smartwatch. I'm tracking my sleep, which means because you're looking at something, the behavior of it changes. Um, I'm sleeping more. There seems to be a steady increase. I'm going... It could be considered that I'm sleeping more or just that I look at my watch and go, oh yeah, I should take my ass to bed. Mm. Yeah, that happens a little bit earlier now. That I had not considered as a thing. Mm-hmm. So that, that has been an ongoing thing. Those little bleeps, I've, I've quickly ignored them. Really? Yeah. No, no I, I'm very aware of them. It, they don't bleep at me though, they just vibrate and I go, I'm more sensitive to the sensation than the sound. Mm. Yeah, I'm very sensory. I'm like, I'm very touchy, tactile. So it is going in the right direction, but we don't have enough information to know if it's just exhaustion. Uh, correct. We've still got a little ways to go, and like I am very aware that I'm burning the candle at both ends right now. Um, That'll help you sleep. Oh well, it. Unless it's a it lot does. of like brain weasel inducing work, and then no. it doesn't. Mm-hmm. No, although I did have an interesting experience last night where I had something I might have mentioned before, where my body will have my body will go into a state, and my brain says, "Oh, I remember this state from when you had a panic attack." Are we having a panic attack now? We're having a panic attack now. Yeah, and for me, it's intestinal distress. Mm. My stomach was a little upset last night. And sure enough, my brain was like, what, what? It Panic attack? It's time to have it. That, that's the thing. That's the thing that shows up when you have panic. Listen, listen to me. We're gonna do it. So I became, and it, it was happening, and I was aware that I was having a panic attack but I was kind of a step removed because I was trying to go to sleep. Mm. Yeah, that was fun. But the step removed was like, oh, okay, this is the ride we're on now. Okay, this is the, like, it was an interesting sensation of a disconnect. 
and being able to observe things as they unfolded um, didn't make it suck any less, but the awareness and my awareness of it as a finite thing was like, okay, we're just going to ride this out. It's going to suck for a little bit and then it's going to be done. Mm-hmm. It can be done now. It's not done yet. <laughs> so that was an interesting cycle. But yeah, I got my nails done. So pretty. Yeah. So purpley. Yeah. Like, I, it's my second set of gel nails. Mm. Um, and I specifically mentioned it in the intro because um, working with paper and boxes to pack up things as I want to do with a lot of people's possessions. Um, Paper is very drying. It sucks Mm. the moisture right out of your body. Um, I tend to drink water a lot when I am doing a pack. And even with the water and having hand lotion or like bag balm in my bag, um, my hands and specifically my nails will get dried out and start to crack. Ooh. Yeah. That's just ouch the way it goes. Like I, I try to wear gloves, and sometimes you just need the tactile. Uh, again, I'm a tactile person. You just need to be able to touch something to figure out what's going on, mm-hmm. or like how to wrap it. Um, so getting the gels has actually repaired a lot of the cracking and protected them from getting thrashed when I'm doing a lot of handling of paper, which is. A really interesting side effect for something that makes me go, oh, shiny, so cute. shiny, so shiny, so pretty. Yeah, and also it's color changing polish, so it it's goes from so orange neat. to purple, and that and like prismy color changey thing that the the future brings to us. Yeah, color changing nail polish. Yeah, I like it a lot. I also painted like had had her paint like a uh, little stripes, little there. leaves. Oh, okay. Little, cause, oh, well, I see the leaf pattern now. We're going okay. in the fall, having little leaf patterns on mm. my nails. Nice. I'm, I'm getting into nail art, I guess. That's a thing. <laughs> um, I am desperately overwhelmed with too many things to do. Mm. And so I have decided that I needed to delegate out and do things. I made a mistake in my painting of the room Mm. and I put the wrong product on it Mm -mm. and then I needed to clean a mess and the cleaning of the mess took many hours and I I put six hours into cleaning the mess and then like just quickly extrapolated out approximately how many days I thought it would take for me at that pace to finish it was not good so uh, being task rabbit had an appointment and I had somebody come and paint the room Mm-hmm. And it's done. And he didn't do a perfect job. And it's done. <laughs> done is better than perfect. Done is so good. Because done is fucking done. Yeah. Um, but it was a bunch of hours to get it done. And that was just like, I, I yeah, I have problems with delegation. Um, yeah. And I have a bunch of like family stuff happening right now. So it's just like eating up my bandwidth so where like i would normally be like no i can totally do this da, 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 da. it's just not not no not now not right now there's just too much happening right now um yeah, yeah. <sighs> that's real yeah just life is getting super real so just focusing on now i'm gonna hire my friend to do this thing and there was another project where i was trying to edit a video for a friend of mine 
And the truth is, is like, I know how to edit a video, but I fundamentally, I don't want to spend all my time doing it. I just don't. And there's a bunch of other little things, like I'm going to get into it a bunch later. Like there's just a bunch of little things where my friend's wedding video from a year ago, it's 11 months right now, Mm -hmm. but I had somewhere on my to-do list of like, I'm going to totally get this done in time for their one year anniversary. Like, dude, no. No? No. Just going to hand over all the files to somebody and talk to them about how to make it into a video. Uh. Terrified. It's fine. But it was right around the six hours where I was like on TaskRabbit. And my friend also texted me while I was in the middle of doing all the cleanup work. And I was like, yeah, these are like two giant things that are all things that are basically keeping me from doing the thing that I want to do, which is my solo project. Uh, right? It's yes. like sucking hours away. Literal hours. And nope. There's other people that are super passionate about this and they're better at it than me. And I just need to stop doing the thing. And it was just sort of like all at once. And I was like, yep. I'm broken now. I accept. My gods are clowns. This is hilarious. I'm going to stop now. (laughs) Stopping bravely at the surface. Yes. Uh, So that's sort of where my personal growth slash delegation journey began this week. Word. Um. And I wanted to add a little quick update to the how to make friends. Yeah. So quickly, the steps for how to make friends are you introduce yourself. Word. You work hard to remember people's names. Mm. And then you ask people about what are their favorite things. You can ask them specifically, what's your favorite? I mean, this is for little kids starting school. So the questions are, what are your favorite games? What are your favorite TV shows? What are your favorite toys? Remember what those things are. If it sounds like an interesting game or toy or whatever, you can be like, awesome, we can play that sometime. If it's not, you can also ask follow-up questions. But if it's not, it's also very important to file those interests away with that person's name. And then later when you're doing this interaction, you might come up with somebody else who has a similar interest, not an interest of yours, but an interest of this other person. And you can connect those two people. And that's effectively where my delegation journey is beginning. Mm. Is that I have, I collect a lot of people. I love making friends. This is a thing that I do all the time. My line for making friends is literally, hi, my name is Rebecca and I like to talk to strangers. Can I sit here with you? I think you said that to me. (laughs) And dear audience, if you would like to use that line to make friends, I encourage you to do so. Uh, That is how I introduce myself. And you may do that to yourself as well. I have literally only heard no to that question one time. And hearing no to any offer isn't the end of the world. Rejection will happen in all forms. Embrace that and move on. It's perfectly fine. Yes. So that I think is our segment. I think that's pretty much it. Okay. We'll be right back. (laughs) 
Welcome back. <laughs> we have a different number game. Some numbers, not uh, the numbers. Not the numbers, but some numbers. We're going to talk about uh, where hashtag SEO stuff is right now. I have compared the numbers with a couple of clients. These are numbers that are going to be useful for people who have less than a thousand followers. So when you're more than a thousand followers, my guess is it doesn't really matter much what kind of hashtags you use. You're likely to place recent wherever the fuck you go, whatever you do. Mm. But if you have, I have around 250, I have to keep my uh, hashtags below around 50,000 uses to get good placement on the recent tabs for the hashtags that I'm using. And that's the goal. I've picked my hashtags for having low incidences so that the probability of mine coming up with my very low clout of 250 users there in those hashtags I actually place. Now, fortunately, I have enough niche about my existence being queer, being non-binary. Like I can, in, you know, in the parent sphere, you know, you can say parenting, it's got like million some views oh, yeah. or million some incidences. I'm never <laughs> gonna place on that. But once I say queer parent, once I say non-binary parent, if I say NB parent, that kind of stuff, I actually place really well all of a sudden. So taking the time to figure out where your niche is and use those, but specifically picking your hashtags to match where you're gonna hit. Because if you're picking hashtags well above your clout hit range, there's just wasted energy. And the, not entirely wasted because people who search in your hashtags, like the really, really popular stuff, that still comes up if people have followed that hashtag. Mm. And so you'll see okay. a lot more if you've invested more into your interest in those specific hashtags. So people in your industry, so not other followers, but perhaps people that you would wanna collaborate with, they're gonna use those, those more prominent Hashtags, but just be real. Even still, it's helpful to be specific so that you're collaborating with people who are reaching out to similar audiences as you. Mm, the people on on your wavelength. Now that said, I have a client who's actually at about three fifty. Uh huh. Now she is able to get really good play up to around five hundred k uses of her hashtags. Oh, okay. And things for people doing business and what would classically be considered like old lady arts, like the old ladies dominating these industries are not on social media. So if you're a millennial getting in on some knitting action, the, the ROI on figuring out your hashtags in these industries is outstanding. Because I have a client who does stitch work stuff. She does, uh, she she does our little monster pillows, right? Mm. And I have one. It's the super squeebles. cool. I love the squeebles, right? In the um, particularly for the conferences around these art programs, whether it be whatever it is, it's knitting or some sort of fiberware art platform the conferences behind those art platforms are all run by old ladies mm -hmm. that are not on social media mm. 
So when she uses the hashtags for the events that she goes to, she absolutely dominates. And things that I wouldn't expect, like I wouldn't expect 350 followers to get you good placement on a half a million use hashtag. But she was there. All right, basically for the 350 followers line, I set her at 500K uses for the hashtags. And the reason why is because one of her hashtags was at like 650 and she was down at page six. That's a lot of scrolling for the user. They're unlikely to make it down there. But at 500, she got to page two. That's outstanding. That's almost no scrolling. Yeah. So I set her line at 350 at half a million. And my theory, I don't have clients that are operating between that, you know, up to a thousand number, but I'm going to keep tracking it and keep letting people know because these small numbers are like details that not a lot of people get. So I just wanted to share those with you. Um, but that's a little bit of the game. I I am starting to venture into the game as is in a certain form or another, despite my discomfort with it. Um, I enrolled in a program, added a program, added an extension to my browser called SmarterQ, uh, and it's Q spelled Q-U-E-U-E. Um, and it's an Australian company, best I can tell. Is that tell. like in a queue, like a line? Yes. Okay. Uh, best I can tell, it's an Australian company, and it's a social media management platform. My initial draw to it is because I have abandoned Facebook and I am like realizing, okay, I, I do need to have some presence there and it needs to be managed in some way. Even if I'm not on the platform, this does that. This posts information and articles and whatnot to my business page on Facebook without me having to log into Facebook to do it. I had to log in to set it up. And I fell exactly down the hole that I hate falling down when I log into Facebook. It was awful. Um, it's like, I'm gonna do this. It'll take 10 minutes, two hours later. I'm like, why do I feel like shit? Yeah, yeah you're like doing, yeah, you know two that. Two hours later. It's like, what the hell? Um, but I like, so far I'm liking SmarterQ because it, lets me see the scheduling it's got you know it has a list so you can do things like write it all out but it also has a calendar so you can see your content visually like it will hit in this place this day this place this day this like it lets you schedule all those things and shift things around so you can like do all your self-promotion on one platform one day and then do it on a different platform with slightly tweaked text if you want it on a different day. And it also keeps track of things like hashtags, which I am abysmal at using. So it's like, all right, if having a tool to help, yeah, I'm getting the, the stern mother look. I am disappointed. I know, I know, I know. But this is part of the whole learning thing. This is part of the whole learning thing. I know I'm, I'm also supposed to, based going. on therapy, I'm supposed to not be judging. I'm supposed to be loving and no, open, you're not judging. judging. That's fine. I'm not That's supposed to be, though. It's a feature. If I was a better person, I'd be not judging. Uh, also, it's too much effort. Uh, I'm screw wasting it. a lot of effort judging yeah. people. <laughs> but I'm learning, 
and this thing has its hashtag management thing. So I'm looking forward to like populating that and uh, using hashtags more to see where I pop up because of various things. And this is the whole dominating the space is something else that I noticed. Um, I go to the ICD conference every year. And when I go, I basically live tweet my experience. I, it's almost a form of note taking for me, but I use the hashtags for the conference. Mm-hmm. And I actually do wind up getting on a lot of people's radar by doing that. It's like my own personal note section, but suddenly there are all these people tapping into my feed going, oh, I didn't know that, or hey, that's going on, and hey, can you give me more information about that? Which is really interesting. So this year, uh, ICD has asked for volunteers to do social media, and I was like, well, fuck it, I'm gonna be doing it anyway. So I signed up to do their social media for conference. Nice. So yeah, the whole thing, it, it feels weird that I've volunteered in an official capacity now. It's mm-hmm. like, but I've done it before. I've done it like Lord knows how many years already and have an established audience. When I did my first tweet using the hashtag for the conference, even though it's not next week, and doing it a little bit now, sprinkling some of that in to get people primed. And it's like, also, if this is something that's going to bug you, you can mute it. <laughs> um, when I did that, I got a couple of hits back from people that followed me in previous years. Like, hey, I can't wait to see what you're going to write. It's like, oh, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So there is that sort of inkling like, hey, 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 you have an audience. Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah, they give a fuck. Yeah. Like oh, show up. They have questions. Yeah, interests. All that. Th- all that stuff. Yeah. So, so that's that's a thing. That's a thing that's going to happen. I'm kind of like Whoa. so. Practical takeaways here. If you're going to a conference, unless it is explicitly a social media marketing conference, just using the hashtags for the conference will get you a disproportionate percentage of of the action because that most people aren't using them for no. these classic conferences no and because it's automatic you don't when you're running a conference you always like conference blah 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 x year like that's classic no effort you put it on your all of your flyers and all of every your your print media that literally mm-hmm. nobody wants doesn't matter you create this because it's automatic with the big brands and a lot of people coming to the space so there's an audience right there and they've told you how to get to them. Just write your little ticket in the form of your hashtags in your conference things. And you'll get a lot of action and you get people that are of a similar mindset that want similar things as you. So it's a really good payoff for putting in your energy. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how that pans out. I, yeah, I've got, I've got, content populated in smarter Q already but i haven't pulled the trigger on uh you check that out <clears throat> like making it live yet because i'm running into this event and i'm gonna be a fire hose basically for a week so, so next gonna, week yeah i'm gonna be a fire hose and then once that dies down then i'm gonna press start on smarter Q, and then the regular beats gonna go so the next thing that i have is um 
basically I have I have my issues with delegation and I'm realizing that all of my clients are effectively inheriting my problem <laughs> and what I've been telling my clients again I love that I don't charge anybody because then I don't feel bad because all my information's wrong um, that they should do this themselves and what you're asking people to do when you're asking people to do your social media marketing for you is you're asking someone else to become a market to become an expert in an industry that you're already an expert in and that's true uh, but it still doesn't mean you have the fucking time and I was running into a problem with one of my clients specifically where like it's really obvious to me where social media is something that works very, very well for me. We were talking about last week, this newer understanding of what social media is and that it's sort of bad art and sharing amongst friends. I love that. I have five life partners and two children. Like I like people in a lot of, in, a, in an intense and overwhelming way for most people. So I have a problem with one of my clients where like, getting her to do this interaction isn't a thing she wants to do. Mm. But that doesn't mean it doesn't have to happen. And she can't hire me to do it because I don't want to. And I actually have two people that are in a similar spot where I'm in putting myself in a position to try to teach them how to do it for themselves. But what I really need is to find somebody that will actually execute. I have two people On with their dollars right now that will pay dollars, but I don't want to do the work. I need to find someone to do the work. But my my resistance to delegation has stopped me. <laughs> I just won't, I, I won't figure it out. And when I was this weekend with the issue, with the thing, with my, with the video for my friend's wedding, there's other work that they've done where they tried to hire me for video and I did put in a, a boundary when it was for business. Mm -hmm. And this was just a personal thing and so I love doing it. But, I just love being of use during an event. I like working any event. It's my favorite thing. So if you're mm -hmm. if you're if if you're my friend and you're getting a, a wedding, I would love to work in your wedding rather than sit in a seat. That's just my preference. So I'm stoked to do this video record for her. But I'm not stoked to do the video edit. But she already has an editor, so I can just be like, "Yo, I'll give the editor the stuff. We I I will see how I work with them, but but I have an in on a video editor." Right? I don't have an in on an SEO or someone to figure out hashtag SEO shit with me. It's a different game. In that time, I'm sort of texting with an old friend of mine, you know, where, where, the, where the, how did you meet? And it's like, well, this one time at Burning Man, you know, yeah. like one of those friends were just, we've been friends for like 12 years or more and just, you know, met in a dusty oasis. And, and we just have a lot of the same like mental jive and I was, I gave a quick rundown of what I was doing and like I could tell that they understood what I said in a way that like some people when I say what I'm doing they sort of like glaze over like Rebecca's uh. talking out their ass again. But this person was like, oh I get it. And, and it felt like a thing where if I was to train them about this, it would take less time. Because it's just, I don't have to explain a mindset right now. That's the hardest part. And they're not available, but they were like, no, but you know what? I have a 21-year-old niece, da-da-da-da-da. 
and maybe they I have a couple people young people that maybe they are and that's now I have a bit of an angle to where like I can train you and we can figure out how to teach this to people and you walk away with this and I've got two people lined up right now to pay you it's not enough to make a living right now no but but it won't and, and but it will be yeah and this is an industry where like in the future there's currently a an underrepresentation of people willing to do the work that know what the fuck they're doing <laughs> so mean, yeah that's you know that making friends and seeing people like also like the Danny is the person that I went to and and uh, I mean it's a generic enough name I don't mind saying that out loud but like they have the tightest grid on Instagram I've seen. For their business, they have the tightest Instagram grid. It is beautiful. I love it. Yeah? Yeah. And they're doing a natural uh, body product line. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. So it's, I know that they, like they also have a certain awareness about what, what social marketing is enough that they would have a tight grid. You know, you mm-hmm. don't just accidentally have a tight grid. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I started it like it was just like a oh, our mental's in the same spot too. Oh shit. Okay. So like, that's where you don't necessarily have to be in line at the same time, but just like stock that away. Those important people, especially if they got the same mental as you, that that people that you like to work with are valuable and vital. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's where the delegation journey has begun for me. And I was texting with them this morning. Like, no, let's do some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> some things. Let's do some things. No, for, for me, I'm going to go on a tangent. Yeah, please. Because uh, I had a very interesting experience at work. Two interesting experiences. One, like understanding how valuable my physical capacity is at work, um, helping someone with uh, diminished physical capacity due to circumstances in their life. Excuse me. But this involves me scaling an impossibly tall ladder and contorting myself into some very interesting positions at the top of said ladder while over a vat of etching chemical, it had a very Batman versus the Joker vibe. I am currently with a heart rate that is very high. That is very high compared to when you started speaking. I'm, I have concerns, but carry on. Well, no, it's uh, organizing a scene is this sort of gentle, this gentle practice. flies into yeah, your house. It's this very Ding. gentle practice. And sometimes, no, it is very Batman and Joker suspended over the vat of chemicals getting the it was a, in an old photography studio like a nice. two-story studio and i'm just like contorted in this thing like i'm gonna pass this over and i'm gonna try not to fall or drop this or land on you <laughs> and yeah the times like that make me appreciate the value of the physical training that i go through and how important it is for my work and it's like, okay, this is good stuff, but it's not just quote unquote self-care, the soft fluffy stuff. It's making sure I don't fall down. <laughs> Keeping other people safe. What kind of safety rigging do you have for that? None. Oh my God. Yeah. You're killing me. <laughs> yeah. I love you so much. 
Please don't die on a ladder. I'll try not It'll to. It'll be the saddest episode. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to guilt you that badly. Oh. That was... <sighs> We're going to make it. Yeah. Do you have anything else? Do you have other contorted space? I got, well, no, I got recognized. <gasps> That's cool. I will, I will talk about that. Yeah. I was working with a client yesterday and mentioned uh, I've been on an episode of Hoarders, but I don't lead with the fact that I've been on Hoarders. Um, it's something that comes up if it's relevant to the we conversation. We know about it because yeah. we love you. Yeah. But it's something that comes up in conversation if it's relevant to what's going on at the time. Like it's that sort of deal. And oh my God, you've got cartoon hair right now. I know. I'm really <laughs> feeling my anime hair is extra anime. Ah, but uh, I brought up a point yesterday that was relevant and I re referenced the episode of Hoarders I was in and the client's eyes got big and she took a step back and went, I thought you looked familiar. And I'm like, excuse me? Because <laughs> I'm not used to being seen or recognized like that. And she's like, yeah, you're on the episode of Hoarders. And I'm like, yes. And I'm thinking, you know, I just referenced being on the show. So you're mirroring back what I said. And she's like, no, the one in the... Then she gave the description of the episode. Whoa. And I blinked a couple of times like, actually, yeah, that was the episode I was in. She's like, yeah, it was on the air last week. And I'm like, oh. That's good to know. Oh, okay. So, <clears throat> one, that I they're still broadcasting that. Even like, it's like, okay, that's a thing. Content. Yeah. Uh, wow. Two, like being recognized from it was like, oh, yeah, that's right. And she asked, like, do you use that as a promotional thing? And I said, no, I actually use it more as a um, credibility chip where I've had some pretty extreme experiences, both on and off camera. So using those experiences to inform my practice that's like just something I do. It kind of lurks in the background, mm -hmm. but I'm not gonna, like I don't have a giant as seen on TV sticker on my website or anything like that. Um, and there like was- Like this Shark Tank. Yeah, people. and there was almost this kind of disappointment. Like you don't, like no, no, because that's not where I'm coming from. That's not necessarily my jam. I think there's just a disconnect with the audience when they've never produced any portion of a show mm. and they don't understand how unreal it is. It's so unreal. And I told her about the disconnect between the actual experience and what made it onto the show. And by the end, she's going, oh. Like, yeah, no, it's, it's just a thing. It's just a thing. It's a show. Yeah. But it was an interesting experience. And I'm guessing that that's probably going to happen more. That's just free content that they just. Yeah. And that's fine. It's an yeah. entry point. I did a video on TikTok about it. So. <laughs> it might be nice to find a way to search that. So, I mean, it's unlikely that they're going to be able to notify you. You're going to have to find a way to figure out what their when, broadcast schedule is. Yeah. Like when they mention you so that you can hit it. You know, that's a, mm -hmm. who knows. But yeah. How do you have only 100 followers on TikTok? On TikTok? No, audience, on Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. Audience, please go follow Courtney on Instagram. What? <laughs> Um, we need to get her SEO up. Anyway, I think that's our segment. Yeah. All right. That's it. <laughs> we'll be back. 
Rantifesto time. <laughs> My favorite time. So um, today we want to talk about uh, delegation versus exploitation. That thing. Because like the the thing. Whoop. The thing that I am doing in my business specifically is focusing on women, focusing on minority groups, because generally speaking, when they engage in business, they underpromise and overproduce. And that's just like a survival strategy. They have to. Mm. So I want to do business with those people. And most of the people that I see wanting to do business with those people are like, hmm, colonialism has taught me to exploit this opportunity. And like, it doesn't even make sense to me. But it's what a lot of people do. And people are happy to save a few hundred dollars or maybe a few thousand dollars or whatever the fuck it is to exploit rather than delegate, rather than include, rather than treat people like an equal with the delegation process they choose exploitation and this is particularly coming to the fore for me because of what's going on right now in california uh we did not look up whether or not the law passed but according to the news this morning it passed that will uh reassign a bunch of independent contractors as employees. as employees yes and that's one of the things that the gig economy you know the way that they disrupted these various industries is by externalizing the cost of doing business to their employees who are almost assuredly not as good at math as the accountants working for this corporation and they're certainly not putting in the energy to make sure that their independent contractors are best positioned to exploit their position, mm -hmm. which they would educate, the, for example, the drivers for Lyft and Uber, they would educate those drivers that if they have a second car, a piece of shit car, then everything for the Uber car is a write-off. If you don't have a separate car, you're dealing with that bullshit ass mileage. But it's expensive, the overhead on an actual business car. But they don't tell you that. That's important information. Mm -hmm. So now Uber and Lyft are being put in a position of, and I don't know if you've seen it in their app and stuff, they're like, you know, save Lyft, sign this, da 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 da. But like, nah, bro, welcome to the cost of doing business. You disrupted an industry by externalizing the cost of doing business, and I would actually like to see you pay for the cost of doing business. This is not like the taxi cabs who are actual independent contractors who are actually, they have a specific car for the purpose of driving people around and they have their own car. Because that's the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> but I am super into what California's talking about. I'm super into, you should want to know the cost of doing business. And a lot of people use delegation as an excuse to externalize. And what I want for my business is I wanna make sure I'm creating an environment that people want to participate with. When I am talking about, you know, taking in an intern, it's not just to get free labor. 
so that you and I can work together to figure this out, but this is a very valuable thing and I'm making sure it's extremely valuable on your takeaway. The best of my ability. But also, I really don't want to do this shit. <laughs> like, you don't get to... You don't get to have it both ways. Like, you gotta get help. Why be a jerk? And that's sort of the, like... It's built in. <laughs> it's, it's built into the way that we do economics right now. It's a feature. It's kind of a feature. And as we see... I, wanna, I, I can't wait to see the impact on these gig economy companies... So that's my I mean, like that's yeah. what what brought us here today as I heard the news this morning and I was like yes <laughs> delegation um, yeah he pitched the topic at me and my mind went to power dynamic immediately where it's like there has to be some sort of leverage yeah I mean exploitation kind of requires some imbalance in the relationship, in the power dynamic, either perceived or actual. Mm -hmm. um, and a good chunk of that imbalance in the power dynamic now um, kind of hinges on knowledge, like counting on drivers to not be as well informed mathematically as the accountants who actually work for the company and get paid to manipulate numbers. That that ga gap in knowledge, that is a power dynamic mm -hmm. that's being exploited. Um, and the other thing that came to mind was thinking about um, working with miners this week. So I got to see power imbalance and power dynamics at work really close. <laughs> and oh, yeah. that was very educational. But, uh, but leaving that aside, while also riffing on it, um, one of the things that you have talked about in the past is like thinking about your business model as a form of uh, parenting and not in like being the nanny state or anything like that, but everybody has a lot of potential. Everybody has the potential to do really awesome things. And ideally, your job, you know, as a parent, is for the kid to not need you anymore. That mm -hmm. you teach them the skills, that you're able to delegate responsibility onto them, that you're able to say, okay, this is how this goes. You might do it a little bit different. This is the end result we're looking for. See what ideas you come up with. There's like, in delegation, there's room for exploration and growth and mm -hmm. taking it in a completely different direction, but also ultimately being able to walk away to leave the nest and be able to function outside of that relationship so so that the person delegating is surrendering power in a way and like that's where my head went with it just saying oh i clipped there's a part in the way that i want to build my creative team where what I need is more volume. I don't have a lot of money. Mm. And so what I have to sacrifice is a willingness to train people over and over and over and over. Because the people 
that I'm working with, and it's not like, you know, finding some lackey to do your bullshit. Mm. It's literally, I need this done. This is what needs to happen. Here's how you do it. And these are the clients paying us dollars that it gets done. And there's enough money there to do this part-time. Mm. But at my at where I'm at right now, I don't have enough to support Volume. someone for a full-time position. I, I, my hope is that by the time I'm done working with this one person, I'll have enough information to do it again. Yeah, you can't see my hand she's gestures. gonna move on and then expand, presumably, mm -hmm. the hope. But it's a slower process. And most people don't wanna take the time. And most people end up sacrificing a lot of time trying to exploit the shit out of people and then have a high this high turnover problem. You get stuck in this loop. I swear to God, I heard countless kids on TikTok over the holiday weekend mm -hmm. being like, my abusive piece of shit boss is begging me to do extra time over the weekend. I've already got another position. Not my fucking problem, bro. And like complaining about their abusive work environment and the ridiculous turnover and how it's impossible to keep people working at the place that they're at. Mm -hmm. And these are hustlers. Mm -hmm. These are people putting out videos every single day and also have a full-time job. And I bet they have fucking lives. Like it doesn't matter that one of them's 19. I bet they have fucking shit to do. Oh yeah. I had shit to do at 19. So <laughs> like, it's ridiculous that no less than three significant influencers on TikTok are bitching about their retail worker jobs bosses just being worthless mm -hmm. and suffering the consequences of being worthless, attempting to make this person responsible for the consequences of their terrible choices and this other person being like, boundaries, nope. <laughs> and the video is literally just about that. The kids are all right. I love the kids. The kids are all right. Oh, they're gonna Support. work it out. They're, they're gonna, gonna work it out. I have felt so much faith in the kids. Uh, my fingers are crossed. Like it's, I, I was much Hoping more for that timeline. That's yeah, all I gotta say. I was much more curmudgeonly, but like the more time I spend on TikTok, the more I'm like, all right, y'all. Social media has literally social media is only an amplifier. You get what you see. You know, you want to go in there and find something, you're gonna find it, and you're gonna find it really pumped up. And social media didn't change anyone. Social, social media just gave us an opportunity to look at everyone. And people just act like more of what they are. It's like when you get people drunk. They don't become an asshole. They were an asshole. The drunk just makes it happen faster. Oh, that is so true. <laughs> it just, it, 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 social media didn't make people fake. The 80s made people fake. It actually was, it was really the 70s, honestly. Let's be real. It was totally the 70s. <clears throat> when fake became cool was legit. It was a 70s, 70s. thing. Oh, God. Yeah. 
Wood paneling. <laughs> Fake wood paneling. <laughs> polyester. I've got some polyester in a terrible cut. Da-da-da. You know? So, but I like terrible cuts. It's, All right, sorry, we're getting off topic. That's a different. That's a different party. <laughs> um, so really, it just be mindful of your power. Be I mindful of what's happening around you. Like social media doesn't make you any more than what you are. Yeah. And and you can make social media a good place for yourself and the people around you, and it's super easy. You just got to be real. Yeah, and being being mindful of your power in that way also means like making sure you're not exploiting people or trapping them into that feedback loop of you must depend on me i must depend on exploiting you in order to get the thing that right. i need if you need to go and get help be in a position to understand that like you can't use your position of employer to treat this person the way your worst employer treated you. That is not the bar. Yeah, oh my God, and like the, this just jumped into my head, may or may not be relevant. Um, we're working our way through the fifth season by N.K. Jemison. Uh, I don't know what that is. It is a, uh, well, it's the Broken Earth trilogy. Okay. Um, we finished the fifth season, we're on the second book now. Um, Reading, okay. Yes. Oh, yes, books, sorry. Science fiction, science fiction, fantasy, uh, ex apocalyptic. Ooh, I love those. Kind ones. of, yeah, no, it's good, I it's love intense. Well, some post apocalyptic. But one of the really strong undercurrents is the notion of exploitation of an entire race. That's a great thing about sci-fi. And the thing, yeah, it's... Oh. We'll make up races just to exploit them. Oh, but it's it's saying a lot. It's saying a lot. I would suggest reading it. And like, yeah, listeners, if you are into science fiction and have not gone down that path, uh, N.K. Jemison, the Broken Earth trilogy, starts with the fifth season. Basically, the world ends. Mm. Next what? time. You've seen what... Uh, yeah. What my current fiction Reading situation is. is. Uh, yeah, I'm looking right at your situation. Oh, that's going to go to Instagram. Mm, yeah. Okay. So is that our show? I think that's it. Seems it seems hard. Let's, what's our good takeaways? It's mostly just being good to your people, right? Yeah. Don't hire the people you're not ready to hire and make sure you're good to your people. Be mindful of your power. Um, be aware of the power dynamics that exist, either physical or through your knowledge and the gap in knowledge. And exploitation is fundamentally a unsustainable business model if you are basing your business model on exploitation you constantly have to find someone else to exploit no one's going to do business with you a second time that's ridiculous yeah no you want the people to feel empowered you want and people like, to feel awesome about to be doing free business with to you do things in an awesome way and riff on you that yes. way you've got collaborators as opposed to people that you're sucking dry yeah that's that's where i stand on it nice work yeah well, all right we did this. Let's call it a day. Yeah. <laughs> if you have any stories about delegations and your struggles delegating because maybe more than me does that or <laughs> exploitation. Because everybody's had shit bosses at one point or another. Oh, God. Give us an email at kindnessecon at gmail.com. You can check out all of our episodes at kindnessecon.com. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then and you. And I am uh, Rebecca Oliveira. 
And you can find me all over the social medias at Bonus Parent Baba. And I am Courtney King. You can find me. I am all over the internet. I'm trying to localize everything on my website, which is C King Solutions. That's the letter C K I N G Solutions.com. And uh, beware if you follow me on social media, you're going to get an onslaught of posts from the Institute for Challenging Disorganization within the next week because I'm going to be at conference. Yes, you can mute those hashtags if you're not into it. Courtney will be in Florida for her conference, and as such, we will not be broadcasting for next week. We will be back again in two weeks. Um, So in the meantime, we will see you next time. Please take excellent care of yourself and the people and the world around you. Be kind, motherfuckers. I'll see you in the future. Okay, so we have this deck. Oh yeah, that thing. <laughs> that thing. This is the thing we're doing. Today we're we are gonna be talking it. about Today oh. we're gonna talk about Delegation. Delegation versus exploitation. And what is the difference between these three things? Yeah, not and in why, the good way. Why does delegation so quickly escalate into escal into, into exploitation? Would you like to pull the card? All right, I'm gonna go from this side. Oh yeah, that's different than last time. Mm. Oh, 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 I like your nail polish. Thank you. Ooh. Let's see, what is this? Daughter Daughter of Fire. Fire. I like her already. Fire. Fire power, which, uh, these are trump cards? Yeah. So they should be at the... the Daughter. There we go. There is daughter. Correspondence. Water of fire, key words, enthusiasm, spirit, joy of life, passion, beauty, power, negative, outward glamour, and excitement without any real substance, feeling vulnerable and insecure, meaning, a resonant, curious, creative young woman is eager to learn. She has a powerful hunger for life engages herself completely and is easily excited by something intriguing and novel. She may be impatient and quick, quickly bored once the fire of novelty and intensity wears off. But an encounter with her later will leave you changed, perhaps unsettled, perhaps enriched. Exploring the card. The fire court card connects us back to the place where the drive and awareness of Homo sapiens first originated and where from the first spark we began our journey as a species, Africa. A young Maasai woman adorned with elaborate beaded jewelry looks out at the querent, querent with alert curiosity. So honestly, this like sounds like me. The part where, like, <laughs> like I don't know if it's it my me. ego saying things to me. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. So, today, we'll talk with that. Okay. With our guide, Daughter of Fire. <laughs> <laughs>